Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. It's a very damp and misty day here in Wales, which is actually quite a nice change from the last two years when at this time of year it's been boiling hot and bone dry and we've been quite worried about the hill fires. I think we must be about the only place in the world at the moment which is actually having what is used to be referred to as normal weather <laughs> back when we had normal weather but we've had a normal spring with lots of like mist and rain yeah. and um the plants seem to be having a very good time there this this time last year they were looking ooh quite ill but uh this year there there was the hills just covered in flowers it's like quite amazing up there not so great for the hay fever though it has to be said <laughs> indeed, <laughs> but indeed. Uh, the plants and hopefully the insects are very happy yeah. so we are sitting inside in our very dark house today we've got the lights on <laughs> now we thought we'd have a little chat to you this morning about the things that we've been discussing today Something which is quite a, f a familiar theme that we often mention, we've probably mentioned in podcasts before, but we're going to dedicate this one more to this subject, is uh, our friend Mr Nietzsche, who said, <laughs> man's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. man's biggest danger is disgust at man. And this, is, this has been a yeah, recurring theme and uh, we've both experienced it and I do believe it is probably true and I wanted to discuss this today because I feel that um, a lot of you may be feeling this and welcome a little bit of chat around this subject so I think what Nietzsche meant by this was when you're just disgusted with the humans by what they're doing, how destructive they are, and how easy to manipulate they are to extremely destructive and violent actions, actions which may even be uh, fatally destructive to themselves, and electing governments that are, again, violent and destructive and absolutely toxic and hateful. And you can become very, very depressed, disillusioned and sort of losing faith if it's even worth bothering, supporting the human enterprise <laughs> to carry on at all. And you're thinking, yeah, maybe the AIs are right. Maybe the best thing to do is just to kill the humans. <laughs> and um, But you see what happens inside you is you've you lost your... Well, you don't lose it, but but it's still in there somewhere. But it you can feel that you've finding it a big struggle to have warm feelings towards your fellow humans, <laughs> or to love them, or to care about them, <laughs> and you know, and it might even go beyond just not having any warmth towards your neighbours and the people you pass in the street, but to actively dislike them and have feel just disgust at everything that you see around you. And that feeling of constant disgust is very corrosive and uh, quite painful. 
and mm. I know that, that any of you listening to that will have experienced this. If you like our podcast and our content, especially the current affairs stuff, I think you will sympathise with this position quite a bit. Mm. And uh, if you're not currently there experiencing the full throes of Disgusted Man, I'm sure you've had it now, a touch of it now and again. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we certainly have. And it's, uh, it's up and down, you know, depending on what you're exposing yourself to um, or what comes into your your sphere as you're taking in information about what's going on in the world. I mean, sometimes you find, you know, like real sparks of hope, like the podcast we did last time uh, was about the, um, uh, the, the protests in London and Earth Day. Yeah. And, you know, we were quite upbeat about that. It was good news. Yeah, yeah it was good news good. for a change. Yeah, really we felt, felt it was something. Yeah, felt like it had some sort helpful, of... Yeah. Uh, juice and you know possibility for like, mm. like some positive changes you know and that was that was nice so the disgusted man was a little bit lower on that day which was very mm. pleasant so before we go on to discuss this uh, just uh, that's my take on yeah. what I think uh, Nietzsche meant when he said that so how about you Pete what's yeah. your take on that well it's certainly a phrase that I'm fond of repeating our biggest danger is disgusted man I can't remember actually where Nietzsche says that. Hey, Professor, Doctor Nietzsche. Um, I don't know where he says says that, but he, he, he certainly does say it somewhere. And what do I take from that? Well, uh, what does he mean by danger would be my first question. Our biggest danger. What is? What does he mean? Our biggest danger. What do you mean by error? Is he, is he referring to us as individuals? Or individuals like himself, you know, he perceived himself to be, or thought of himself as a, as a sort of a, um, a noble individual, <laughs> you know, not not a member of the herd particularly. It's, really, it's kind of fairly evident that if there is a self-image there in nature, it's something along those lines. So does he mean a danger to people like us? I think when he says "our," I think he means humanity. Yeah, or does it? Or does he? Does he just mean individuals, or does he mean the species? And I actually think he means all of that. And I think disgusted man is a danger in all of those respects. What's he mean by dis- disgusted man? Uh, I mean, as you, as you, as you, as you said, you know, they. Uh, they're very destructive. They're destructive towards each other. They actually kind of they shit in the nest, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is, which is stupid. So they're stupid as well, on mass, and they do terrible things. The the cruelty can can be off the scale, and the uh, the lying, you know, is one of the things that I I personally do literally find it disgusting in the sense of being overwhelmed with, with feelings of no- nausea at the, at the incessant lying and gaslighting and propagandising and taking us for fools of, of pretty well all of our politicians across across the spectrum with, with a handful of exceptions yeah. and that really does literally disgust me and I think everybody knows what it means to be disgusted I don't know if you if somebody tried to force you, force you to eat a place of dog shit, that would be <laughs> disgusting. And and, and yeah. that that to, to my mind is is a visceral um, responses to, to to 
to our own species can can be and, and I think it can be very strong and and nature yeah. when nature says it's a big a big danger well, the biggest danger you know he's trying to rub in something sort of fa- fairly fairly grave you know he's not having a bit of a joke oh god you humans that piss me off it's more serious than that our biggest danger mm-hmm. disgusted man and it, this, this this is a fantastically interesting question because disgust at man is actually the, the, the rational appraisal of, of human beings, I would say. I think if you came down in the flying saucer from the planet Zarg and you're a little green man or a little green woman or a little green... Maybe they've got 35,000 genders or what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah. A little green something yeah. comes down and, that's, and they're, doing a, they're doing like an anthropological survey. They're going round and checking notes. You know? mm. and maybe they know how to in, be invisible so they can really observe us. Yeah. I'll hit the takeaway when they get back is, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless they themselves are, are, of course, the same, you know, but uh, yeah. even then. You know, and, yeah, and uh, they came down pretty much like they came down sort of every say hundred years, and spent a, a, a say yeah. a month here every yeah. hundred years. Like since since we started building civilizations, and that they, they yeah. witnessed the um, I don't know mass sacrifice and the wars and the religious wars and the wars about <laughs> what kind of haircut you're going to have if you're a particular religion or uh, a war about well somebody said something about our oh, Sharon and then know. you know what all they like, cut all I the know. things you know. Oh, yeah. no, they, look, they, they do love to scrap. Yeah. You know, Terence McKenna talked about primate dominance hierarchies and how, how our kind of, we're plugged into like basically monkey behaviour, which, which has a lot to do with like dominance of males and you know, all this shit about alpha males. But then again, you get, a, you, you get all the pundits and right-wing pundits love to sort of try and translate that across into, in, into human affairs and say, well, you know, um, we're monkeys. M- monkeys, the males dominate, and the biggest hairiest monkey of the males dominates the other males, and that's the alpha male. And I, um, whatever his name is, Jonathan Tate, whatever he's called, I don't know, I'm an alpha male. Or I, Dominic Rab, I'm a, an alpha male. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, I'm gonna, am yeah. I gonna get sued now? Um, and when, when, and, and, and you know, there's a whole story around that which people believe and follow, which is in itself is intensely disgusting. Yeah. Um, I mean, human beings do play um, primate dominance hierarchy games, but it's not everything about us, and there's nothing essential about it. There's nothing inevitable about it. We are our own creatures, and we can make ourselves. And in fact, if we don't, we will be even more disgusting than we are. So. I think I think disgusted man is about the destructivity, and it, it, it is about the the self deception. And I think these are the things that nature's pick, pick, picking up, you know, and and about the and about the past truth, which was even a thing in his day, you know. And I don't know, nobody was more alert to, to, than nature to, to the actual epistemological problems. Around truth, knowledge, and so forth, and how difficult they are, they, they are. He was acutely alert to that. At the same time, he was disgusted when he was be- betrayed by lawyers. You know, he, he he really just as a person, he he found that very hard to take. 
So it's 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 about that. So, but why why is it a, why is it a danger? It's a danger to the individual because you have to kind of be, be, be feeling bad all the time, you know. Because actually, feeling disgusted is not a nice feeling. No, I mean that would be affecting your appetite and your sleep and your relationships with other and your people. mental health. And eventually, mental health, yeah. Eventually, you will go mad. Misanth- pure misanthropy will drive you mad. Yet on the other the other hand, if you don't see clearly what what how monstrous human beings can be. At the same time, at the same time, you you again you're in denial, you know, and and in fact, you know, in in denial in a way that that is itself disgusting in the sense that we're discussing. So so it our, our being poses a problem to us as a species, and in fact, our, you know, our destructivity is such now. Hundred and fifty years after uh, after nature's main productive period or whatever it was when he died in 1900 did he or 1900 died didn't he so it's a long time ago and things have moved on since then and our destructivity has got all all sorts of technology at its aid the the, the human race now uh, uh, is perfectly capable of annihilating itself and everything else and pretty well everything else given the weapons that it's got yeah and, and also the, the track that it's on vis-a-vis its technological development, its social organisation in general across the planet. Again, it's not sustainable. No, nobody with any uh, taking any kind of a dispassionate and careful look can conclude otherwise. Things cannot carry on the same. Business as usual is not an option. I just take that to be axiomatic. There is any anybody who denies that. I think is is just playing in denial, or is or is just making it up, or or parroting some fucking leader. Of course, that's one of the other disgusting things about human beings, is that they're, 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 um, uh, propensity to follow idiotic leaders in great mass, you know? And certainly Nietzsche was a bit of an individualist, I suppose, and that must have been one of the things he didn't really, really like. I don't know, if, I don't know for sure. So... But he had a point. I would say yes, he had a point. It's very destructive, but it's very destructive to the to, to the species because if we don't have any kind of species regard, um, if we don't, have, if we, if we if we're not if we aren't capable of celebrating the other side of humanity, which is just a fucking amazingly creative, compassionate, intelligent, capable of great great sacrifice, capable of great effort. And great heroism and great feats. Great love. And great love. But also in its normality, human life in its normality, just some family pottering around in their allotment or somebody walking their dog on the beach. Or people working together and and laughing and joking and and taking joy in their work. And all these kinds of things. Human life's full of these uh, absolutely marvellous and beautiful things as well. And I think that is that is the saving grace, really. That is the the thing you bring into the equation to take the force out of the paradoxical, um, the double bind of our situation. Where on the one hand, if you're objective, you have to be disgusted, man. Whereas if 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 you are dis if you are disgusted at man, if you succumb to the, to the disgust, that 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 will destroy you. The same time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got this this horrible this horrible kind of paradox. It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know. So, 
the thing that resolves that, 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 that resolves the, the absolute tension of that, which I would say would be to any sensitive person an unbearable tension, is the notion that there is, there is reason to celebrate and lots of it. You know, and, and out of that comes the belief that the human enterprise is still worth it in despite. And this was Nietzsche's whole thing, you know, is, it, life is tragic, by, by which I think a big component of that notion of tragic tragedy is that we are, we, we are despicable to ourselves in many ways. That is a tragedy. That is the ultimate tragedy. You know, we are despicable to ourselves in many ways. If we're objective, you can't deny that. As species and even as individuals, you know, um, that what mit- that what mit- what 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 could then stop us from just denying life, you know, and just maybe then just self-consciously making ourselves extinct, even, you know, or perhaps unconsciously making ourselves extinct, destroying ourselves out of some natural impulse to abort. Uh, 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 nature's um, rogue mission, you know. So, yeah, the thing that redeems it is is, is that there is beauty in human life, and and that there is art. You know, of all the great things that we do, what, what do we do? We, we, we produce art. We go into the artistic process, and. Uh, I mean, again, nature, he said, life is only redeemed through art. Human life is only redeemed through art. And, uh, I mean, there's an immense question in, in, in even that saying, you know, because what Nietzsche's doing when he says that is referring to Plato, really, and to Plato's idea, which he might have held ironically, he might have believed this, or was, he might have been taking the piss. Nobody knows, I don't think, at this juncture. But it, uh, Plato's idea that he mentions is that if you had an ideal society, you'd eliminate all artists because artists are professional lawyers. Because the essence of art is to produce an illusion. I mean, a painting is a lie, basically, right? A painting is a lie because it's a flat piece of paper or canvas, two dimensional surface very often attempting to represent three dimensions. So that's done by means of a trick, an artistic trick to deceive the eye. So in that sense, artists are lawyers. And of course, actors, the theatre was a big Greek thing and poetry, you know, the poetics and the theatrics. Well, theatre's a lie. I mean, Toby Stevens isn't really Captain Flint. He's probably a bloke who lives in London somewhere with his missus and his two kids or his gay lover, who knows what. I don't know anything about the guy. He's not really Captain Flint. Oh, but he is. Don't shatter the illusion. You know, William Shatner is not really Captain Kirk. He's an <laughs> actor. He's pretending. So everything you see on your TV or, or you, when you go to the cinema or the theatre is a lie. <laughs> so on that basis, uh, Plato dis- dismissed art and said in his ideal society, all artists would be exiled. All of them. Right? He might allow a few musicians because it's a bit harder to to put meaning on music even though you still can because mm. it's got this kind of like abstract quality yeah, we well could, you can put like a very strong emotional meaning on yeah music, says, but, yeah i mean even that he's not very keen on i mean on that you know and again we don't know whether plato was talking ironically because the young plato was 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 a poet uh reportedly uh able to produce the, uh, the most beautiful and, and, and astonishing Greek verse 
in his time. So was he really repudiating the arts or was he taking the piss out yeah. of the utopian society which was so so concerned to be to be um, smoothly functioning and efficient that it would eliminate all artists who are, after all, very often fairly anarchic characters who inject a certain instability <laughs> into society. Yeah. I can see kind of Ken Loach doing that at the moment, you know. Disgust at man's a huge question. And uh, ju- just, just summarising it a bit, but it, and it faces us with a, a terrible tension if, if we understand the full import and the full weight of what he's saying. But which is a tension which is not exactly resolved, but which, which we can live with through the third component, the third leg, which is, is celebration, affirmation and art. And by affirmation, it's saying yes to life, in despite of how shitty it is and how, what shitty, how shitty people can be and how absolutely terrible that can be to each other. You know, and, and, and how they shit in the bed, I suppose, is our modern discourse, is how they just shit in the bed and make excuses for it. I think the discom- the, it, it, it's not like you can kind of say to the fossil fuel companies, well, you've made a mistake, you know, you've known for 50 years that, that you're destroying the planet, but you pretended otherwise. In fact, you paid people to, to produce pseudoscience to claim otherwise. Yeah. You did that, you paid them in the billions to do, to do, do that. And it, uh, instead of saying, oh, yes, we made a mistake, we'll put it right, you wouldn't be disgusted at that. You're disgusted when the denial comes in and then the cover-up and the deceit and that attempt to, to manipulate like the people. That's For me, that's where the disgust comes in. It is about the, the cavalier attitude to truth. In despite of knowing, probably even better than nature, how hard it is to really get at the... The, the the deeper reality or the deeper truth about truth, it doesn't that that in fact doesn't really change anything because, you know, our, our ordinary common human di- discourse works very very adequately adequate, adequately, with a very very serviceable notion of truth, like a kind of common sense adequationist notion of truth. I mean, it's a posh way of saying, if somebody says. Um, it's raining. Pop outside and have a look. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then yeah. if, if and then if there's what you say, you look at the window from inside, and there's water, there's water coming down. Isn't there? Still pop outside and have a look, mm. because some cunt might be playing a housepipe on your window. Yeah. To, to fool you. Yeah. You know, just have a little bit of scepticism. Check, dig yeah. deep. That's what science is. They said, well, maybe somebody spraying water. And the scientists are the guys that went outside. And said, it's not rain. It's trapped with a housepipe. Mm. Right. Yeah. So that, that, is, that is science, is having a, a little bit of scepticism to go and have a little dig, dig a bit deeper. I mean, nature is always for digging deeper again, you know, it's quite... He has some useful things for us, despite being a twat himself in many ways, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's where I think all this leads, this, this thought, you know. But as I say, it has collective and individual ramifications. It's discussed at the way we behave as a, as a species and as a herd and as societies, but also discussed at the way the way in, individuals internally can be quite... It, it, if, you, if you could get a peek in there, you, again, you'd be throwing up <laughs> over the drain, you know. Yeah, but I think um, this, this is how I deal with my disgust at man. D- deal with it in a sense that helps to kind of lessen its uh, its painfulness to me. I suppose the, 
you have the full-on disgust for the people like you mentioned to you you know big oil who absolutely know what they're doing they they are completely in possession of the facts well ahead of everybody else about how much damage they're doing and the people who are going to die and the you know the extinction events of certain uh, species and and everything everything that doing i mean that's like it, it there isn't really much of a remedy for that but but, but a lot of the time um people like that they only get away with what they're doing because they manipulate the herd to Mm. believe certain things and then to act on those beliefs or manipulate the herd to uh ignore so they don't want to actively believe something they want them to actively be distracted from even looking Mm. at a particular thing that's going on so they're being Mm. manipulated in all sorts of different ways and some of those people, they can uh, they can really, really run with the things that they've been manipulated to believe and really do some quite despicable, hateful acts and persuade other people to do them also. Or even if they're not actively doing things, things that they would just be uh, saying or expressing either uh, sort of down the pub mm. or on Twitter or wherever. And mm. it can be just this, this toxic sea of like of, oh, hatred sometimes and, and it's like the things that they can believe are so wildly out of touch with reality as well that uh, you, you it's like you can't even begin to fathom how they got there but this is how they got there really they were manipulated into getting there mm-hmm. um, they were pushed and nudged and pushed and nudged repetition of uh, a lie and then repetition of something else which then um, confirmed their beliefs in lots of different ways coming at them from all angles and I don't want to go all Jesus here but uh, when he <laughs> said you know forgive them because they do not know what they do yeah. it's, kind, it's kind of a bit like that you know he was onto something there because like a mm. lot of these people and you, you're having these these vicious arguments with them on Facebook or Twitter and they're just fucking awful um, and they can well, they cannot be reasoned with at all because they're so far down the rabbit hole um, it's like really I kind of see that that the, the they're, they're they're the victims of mm. of this, you know. They've been yeah. um, almost like uh, yeah. brutalized and sort of tortured into this this yeah. shape that they've they've cast themselves in yeah. now. And and it's like they've been, um, you know, it's like th- this kind of they've, they're sort of in this like you see this this tight spiky cage and whenever they try and move or grow they kind of hit one of these these painful spikes that makes them kind of recoil and it it feels like it's almost like their pain kind of like comes Mm. through and it's it's easy not to see it because you know they can be so horrible and so (laughs) insane like in a way you know um that you you know you react to that and you and you be pumped so angry and the disgust is so strong you just feel sick you know Mm. but if you can step back from it for a moment and kind Mm. of see that you know that you know this this person didn't pop out the womb like fully formed like in like like this you know they became this way and and how Mm. did they become this way you know if they'd had a perfectly happy life like 
like great supportive parents who really supportive supported you know what what they what 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 they wanted to do and explore in life and um allowed them sort of freedom to to sort of really look at the world and explore the world in in the way that they wanted um mm. and they and they were just they were just lucky enough to have really good friends who uh again were like supportive and actually cared about them and had you know were lucky enough to have a good education maybe quite a well-rounded education that that they were exposed to lots of different points of view and different Mm. religions and learned a lot about the different ways that people have lived through history and the Mm. different things they've believed and the different things that they've thought about Mm. you know maybe they wouldn't be such an arsehole yeah (laughs) you know yeah i think there's something important in 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 that and of course you know a buddhist buddhist view indeed a christian view would be um, well, try try and understand where pe- people are coming from, and the, 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 and and to understand that you know a, lo- a lot of it's look at the draw. Yes, it is. It you, is you know, and, um, very much so. Yeah. I mean, Gurdjieff had an interesting thing to say along similar lines, and he said, uh, "If if you read the papers and you're in, in you're, you're in any way kind of rational, you're going to be fucking disgusted." He, yeah. You know, he he, he he remarked exactly this same thing. Disgusted man he said, "You will be disgusted." Nobody who reads the papers has got a, got a sensitivity, a sensibility. You know, and, and and he said he said the next thing though though he said if you've got anything about you is that you'll realise that you're one of them. So it's so all very well talking about the herd and the mob and and the people and stuff, but you're one yourself. So, so that everything, every evil deed that you, you you read of in the paper is something that you are at least potentially capable of. It was done by, because it was done by a creature just like you, mm-hmm. and that was his that was his uh, his rationale for getting people to examine themselves. You know, and I don't know whether that that's something that can be escaped, really. Like that is that self self examination. You know. And I know this is an it's an anathema to sort of lefties and Marxists and stuff. They just want to bracket out the whole. Well, they used to. They don't anymore. But they just want to bracket out the whole realm of self struggle. You know, existential self self questioning, which of course for, for Nietzsche is a big thing. You know, he said, "Well, you you know you you self you self inquire, you self master through self inquiry, and then you self create." Because the freedom is then. What do you do with that freedom? We self-create. Mm-hmm. We have an open sea. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, that, again, I think that is true macroscopically. Once a society is sufficiently educated, it will be ready, in other words, it has performed its collective self-inquiry to a degree that it has a certain mastery over the, di- the directions that it will take. It is able to do. It is able to form. It is able to creatively... Uh, direct its collective energies and realise projects. The moment we can't do that, everything that people try and do fucks up because it's, they're somewhere between self inquiry and self mastery. But once that's attained, then we can self create. We can say, well, what, we, we've got all this, we've got all this technology, we've got this, we've got this, we've sorted, we've sorted out life on the planet. We can live here in equilibrium for another billion years. Now, what shall we make with this open sea? What shall we make with this opportunity? You're like some kind of artist, you know, he's been kidnapped and blindfolded and whisked off in a van and he thinks he's going to be tortured and stuff like that. And suddenly they, they push him through a door and 
and he takes the thing off and he's in this huge studio it's got every kind of art material you could want you know canvases and watercolour paper and big buckets of paint and stuff for carving things and a whole bank of computers and artificial intelligence machines and every kind of thing he could want to create you know be pushed in there that, and that will be our situation if we play the cards right we will have a world we, can, we will be invited to create our own world by ourselves and by our situation that's my utopian direction it's not to say what that society will be like but just to imagine humanity in the position that that it that it can now self-create not there not there not there yet you know, and it, 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 it requires sort of self-reflection, self-knowledge on the part of individuals and societies. As do, and therefore, as does any, any, any revolution, you know. And, it, and, and of course, it strikes me that only some kind of revolution, and I, I'm, not, I'm not speaking, I'm not, I'm not using the word revolution to invoke 1917 or... 1848 or 17, 17, 1789 or 1776 it's just to invoke the fact that only a massive radical rupture and a radical break and a leap forward in a sense from the situation we have now is the only redeeming possibility business as usual is not an option you know so on that basis I'm, I'm saying yeah, but the the revolution will will, will have a, a dimension of of self inquiry and self knowledge, both for societies, communities, groups, and for individuals. I see no way no way out, out of that. If we get, if we if we have any success in even just staying alive, you know, just staying, staying alive, staying oh, very survival. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's a, it, it is actually a huge, a huge thing that he came up with, with, with that, you know. And I think it was for himself. Uh, he was speaking for himself very much so. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's kind of reclusive and, and, you know, didn't, didn't sort of really socialise very much as a, as a, as an individual, you know, and. Uh, and yet, had this 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 big idea that well, life is to be affirmed in the face of its tragedy, and how can we do that? The, the, for him, that was the existential question, you know. And it's quite smart. So, So next time you're having an argument with a hateful, toxic prat on Twitter, just uh, step back a little bit, and I'm not mm. saying cut them any slack whatsoever. You go for it if you feel that you can have any chance at helping them to step back from themselves mm. a little bit and actually look at what they're saying and doing. You know, mm. I wish you the very best of luck. But yeah. if, it's, if, it, if there's if it's just hopeless and it it's harming you and you're just getting angrier and angrier, and looking at them and again just understanding that they, mm. you know, have some pity for them. Really, you know, it's like mm. forgive them, forgive them a little bit mm. uh, because they are 
you know they have been brutally manipulated into this uh, into this position really and uh, they're probably not very happy people well often people hateful people have been traumatized into into that state you know and sometimes systematically systematically tra- traumatized yeah. in, in fact yeah. i think social living as we have it now is is systematic traumatization yeah. of human children to produce the herd <laughs> to produce the herd rather than a community yeah the, the powers that be prefer a herd to a community I, I mean all, all, all this forgiveness thing I did have another thing to say about it to be honest with you oh yeah and, and it, it's yes I mean it's the old Christian thing is it, it, you know it's love the man hate the sin you know and I think there's a yeah, wisdom in that for our own self hygiene yeah. for our own self preservation or the Buddhist thing well understand what's going on here but the other part of that is learn to take sides don't be so fucking even handed yeah, you know yeah. that you that that you you end up lacking all conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you can't step back too far. As no. I say, if you step back too far, that's what happens. Ta- ta- yeah. ta- you ta- won't be effective in the world. No, you have to take you you have to take sides on a lot of these things, and yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I have more problem with like the centrist even handedness because I think it always falls on the wrong side. It always falls mm-hmm. on the hateful side. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. That's roughly what I have to say about it. It's certainly um, something to ponder. It it's a good, it's a, med- a good, me- a good meditation theme. If you yeah. want to conduct a sort of a discursive meditation, yeah. My biggest danger is disgust at man, yeah, including myself. You know, and to and to engage with that tension and that paradox and that terrible tension, but to realise that that the, the, there's the, the, there is a third term that, that mediates there that will enable you to breathe. I hope that was useful. So thank you for being here, sitting in our living room today on this this damp, misty day, <laughs> listening to us burble. I hope you found that useful. And uh, if you're feeling the disgust, man, just know that you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably millions of us by now all across the world. So I hope with that you can have an interesting and good day. And (laughs) we will speak to you again soon. Make knowledge great again.